0: I'm in bed, laying down, and he and he just proposed that, I don't know, the first thing I said was, no, 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 like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it was happening, no. And he's like, he didn't even open the box yet. So he's like, wait, you know? And then I was like, no, yes,
1: yes! <laughs> I went on my jog by myself, and I'm, I'm jogging, I'm on the side of the road, it's the morning commute time, and I'm laughing, and people are passing me by, and they're staring at me, giving me such strange looks flashing their headlights at me. And I didn't let it get me down because I felt good from what laughter did for me.
2: Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is Couples Synergy.
3: Welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jane. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray.
2: And I'm Jean. This is our podcast about love, marriage and relationships.
3: Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website couplesynergy.com, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage and relationships where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years.
2: Every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. So we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share
3: their stories people like today's guests alik and lauren thank you so much for being on our podcast today alik and lauren founded laughing Lovebugs with a mission to cultivate joy and inspire connection in the lives of others through laughter yoga alik and lauren thank you so much for joining us today thank you thank you for having us <laughs>
0: Yes, we're so honored to be here on the show with you all, and um, we're so excited to share about Laughing Love Bugs and um, Laughter Yoga. If you have any questions to ask us, we're happy to do answer them or um, and share all that we experience on this Laughter Yoga journey.
3: Awesome, awesome. Well, before <laughs> we get into Laughing Love Bugs, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? How old are you? And... How long have you guys been together?
0: Well, we've been together for uh, nine nine years. years. We just
1: celebrated our nine-year anniversary in September.
0: Yes, and uh, we're married, uh, happily married. (laughs) Um, He's my best friend, and um, we were perfect strangers. We didn't even uh, meet each other through a mutual friend or um, at an event. We actually met on a popular online dating site and uh
1: we were matched about 96 or 97 percent yes as
0: a love couple and the algorithm for that dating app was so right uh because we are very compatible
1: we hit it off immediately
0: yeah and um yeah we're just enjoying this uh blissful companion companionship that we share and um especially with um all of the the uh, the the relationship growing, we experienced so many different experience, we experience so many different challenges and um, stresses that laughter yoga our business has helped improve so much helped improve the quality of our life.
1: And, and um, I'm
2: 43. Oh yeah,
1: and I'm 37. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot.
2: What was your first impression of each other before you met in person and then when you met in person?
1: Well, when I first saw her online, she had sent the notification. And I and when I looked at the profile, I thought I was being catfish. She looked so perfect in the pictures, and they looked they look like someone just copied and pasted them out of a magazine. So I kind of ignored it at first because I was, I was just being catfish. She
0: ignored me.
2: <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and when I, uh, it was the first, last, and only time I ever approached a man in my life, and I did not know what to say. I was actually the first person to, I should say, shoot my shot.
1: She didn't, She had terrible pickup lines.
0: Yeah, so the pickup line that I used, since I did not, did not know, I have never been on a dating app at all either, And um, I said, what's up with that 96% match? (laughs) And he didn't respond.
1: I was confused. And
0: I guess it was because he thought I was catfish. Yeah. (laughs) He thought I wasn't a real person. Um, But um, once the conversation started flowing, um, he did start to respond and we spoke on the app for a couple of weeks and then we moved it onto a phone conversation and into our first date, which was amazing. We hit it off immediately and-
1: We actually went shopping on our first date before we went out.
0: On a date, yeah. And and I thought he looked just like his pictures. Uh, I thought he was even more handsome in person. Um, so I feel like my first impression of Ali was that you know, like that he was, he was just as good as the pictures, even better um, physically. But then also when we were having conversations on the phone in person, it was more intense. And we, we just really connected with each other without even knowing each other. And just having those conversations on the phone um, helped us. But I feel that when we met in person, it was just organic like we just connected. almost like we knew
1: each other yeah
3: how long uh, had both of you been on online dating before you met each other we were I was new
0: I was new actually I was opposed to it because I uh was scared of online dating because I'm like there's strangers over there stranger danger <laughs> but I'm like I don't know if this is a good idea but my best friend at the time strongly recommended it. She was already married, but but she said that she thought that I would be dating. I am dating at the time. She thought I was dating the same type of men in different bodies. And she's like, you know, you need to, you know, expand your dating pool and um, online dating. She said she read a few articles and also saw it on TV and that she thought that it would be a great recommendation that i should try it and i reluctantly said okay i'm not gonna try it but i am okay with you setting up a profile for me so she was the one that picked out those most amazing pictures that he thought was catfish (laughs) um but she selected photos of me and put up my profile she knew me really well we were best friends so she um like completed a bio asked if I approved of it and um the questions on the app were like
1: they, on- were, they were ongoing an evolving set of questions that never ended yeah and I would just log on sometimes at work and just answer some questions and, and close the app I, yeah. I was really familiar with the online dating scene so I just did it with not with the idea that nothing's going to come about but i would answer the questions and
0: because the questions were really interesting they range from um past dating experiences um do you enjoy pda um how would you feel if the ex comes to town to visit your current boyfriend would you uh,
1: share toothbrushes
0: yeah all types of questions uh, what are your opinions about gender roles like all types of questions ranging from every bit of what a relationship will consist mm-hmm. of, um, and the, these questions kept on going like there was nonstop. So I think we answered ninety-seven percent of the questions the same.
1: Wow.
0: Um, and, uh, and that's you, what you matched. would get a
1: notification that a person matched your qualifications.
0: Yeah, and
1: that. then it would have a, also it would have a, it would have a rating whether you were friends, relationship compatible, or you would be enemies. enemies.
0: Yeah,
1: and oh, wow. we rank low. We rank low on enemies, like almost zero. Yeah,
0: friends really... high
1: and compatibility for re- relationship was ninety. Yeah, for love, like, yes,
0: yeah. it was like ninety-seven percent. So, um,
3: and is this? I mean, we don't have to put this on the recording, but is this a well-known app?
0: Yes, yes they actually featured us as a success story. It was called on OK Cupid. Oh,
3: nice. okay. Yeah, we've heard of OK Cupid. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah cool.
0: and um, that was such an honor too they featured us as a success story on their Instagram and you know asked us a bunch of questions about our first date and um, yeah that was it was such an interesting experience and I'm so thankful that mm-hmm. I allowed my friend to <laughs> set up that profile because I was totally opposed to it when she brought it to my attention because I thought it would be dangerous but it wasn't
1: <laughs> we both met our best friend
0: yeah <laughs>
3: So when you guys met in person, what was it about the other person that you fell in love with?
0: Um, I fell in love with his uh, communication. I fell in love with that he was easy to talk to. He was easy to communicate with. He was very, he was such a gentleman. he still is. And um, we actually, he he actually courted me, He, he dated. Like it wasn't just, You know, we're just going to talk on the phone here and there. Like, we actually went on really interesting dates. I'm old-fashioned. Yeah. And he was always up for an adventure. Like, he was, like, one of our first dates was uh, Great Adventures, uh, Six Flags. And, like,
1: there's a lot of roller
0: coasters there. And I love roller coasters. Him, not so much.
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't a roller coaster type of person.
0: But he was open to it. And I, I, I really enjoyed that about him. I was really attracted to that,
1: even though. Even he, though I was scared, I got on the rise.
0: Yeah.
3: And yeah, I, me too. I, I'm actually, uh, I get sick on roller coasters, but I will still go on them with Jean because she <laughs> loves them. <laughs>
1: oh, Jean and I
0: are 20s. Yeah,
3: <laughs> She was really
1: easy to talk to, Like, likewise, really down to earth. Uh, a great spirit
3: Mm -hmm. how is dating each other different than your past dating experiences
0: um we actually talked about everything um even those topics or subjects that are not so easy to talk about whether it be how especially i would say especially our childhood Um, things that we went through in our childhood that really affected us in our adult lives that we didn't even realize that would affect our relationship as adults. Um, We we shared a lot of very, um, I should say, sacred uh, childhood memories, whether they were, especially the ones that are not so good, like We were open to sharing that with each other and it helped improve our relationship and also heal our relationships with our parents um, and brought us all closer together. Um, And um,
1: we were really transparent. And I think that was the key to everything was us really sharing the things that hurt us, plus the things that we wanted and made us feel good.
0: Yeah, and it it helped us to develop an understanding of not only each other um, in a relationship, but each other as individuals because we realized our life experiences, especially from childhood, we learned different ways to react or behave, or we just have different perspectives um, because of our life experiences. And um, in order for the relationship to, to flow, it's important to understand that and um, not try to force or impose the other um, on the way that you experience life.
1: Yeah, we respected each other's point of view. And it was a lot of understanding.
0: Yeah, and acceptance for who we are and who we are as adults. And also very much a lot of uh, compassion for each other. We give each other so much grace in our relationship um, because we understand or know about what each other has been through like whether it be a trigger or i look at them a certain way and it's like you know i really don't like that uh, it's the better way that we could communicate and um, it's just been a journey it's ongoing because we're learning so much more about each other the more that we grow and more things come up and it's it, it's been amazing because now we're not we don't argue We actually uh, call it building sessions. We don't call it arguments. Um, We may-
1: sessions, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. We build a better arts after every misunderstanding.
0: Yes. And um, iron sharpens sharpens iron. And we um, are not at the point where we're trying to figure out who's right and who's wrong. We're at a part of understanding at a, we meet at the point of understanding and then, even with that, we took it to another level where we're not even um, just trying to understand each other, but accepting each other because we're not always going to see things the same, but just accept that that's what it is. This is what I think, this is what you think, and I accept it.
2: And can we can you guys- move on. Can you guys talk about your own individual journey? So how did you get from what you used to do in your past relationships to getting to be a person who was willing to be vulnerable and transparent in a brand new relationship?
0: So my past relationships, I realized that I was dating a lot of uh, the same type of men, um, but in different bodies and that uh, they really, it was very superficial. Um, or, uh, they weren't really attentive to the relationship. They were more attentive to, uh, (laughs) just, just making sure that we were on good terms all the time. So if it was like, I didn't have really good boundaries, like I would, you know, hold things in a lot, um, not express myself, but when I met Ali, not only did he help. A healed relationship between my parents and I. Issues that I never even thought I had with my parents. It was just so surprising. He really cared about fostering that or cultivating that relationship um, better. Although we have a good relationship, he wanted to make it better. I've never seen that before. Like he actually cares about the relationship with my father and my mother. Like he he loves that, you know, that. My mother and father are still married, and they're together, and that um, that I I am close to them. But he wanted to make it closer, and uh, he would he would really care about how I show up in the relationship. He believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, and with that it helped me to become more vulnerable to him. Um, And although it was uncomfortable, I was able to talk to him about things that I never was able to to talk about before because he already cultivated that in so many different ways, so many different situations that things would just pour out (coughs) of me. It it was like very natural. And um, yeah, that was the past and how it is now. And what laughter, we'll get into that later on, but laughter has really skyrocketed, skyrocketed our relationship to another level of understanding and being comfortable with being uncomfortable, but we'll get into that later.
3: <laughs> what about for you, Ali?
1: Um, Lauren and I, when we first started dating, I, I had already started doing the, the cleanup from my past where I was evaluating myself. I really took a look at myself who I was, and like Lauren, um, I was dating the same person. And I wasn't dating with an actual purpose. I wasn't looking, I wasn't dating, looking for a wife. It was superficial. I started to date and look for someone that the relationship wouldn't just end and all that time would just go down the drain, all the experiences, all of the memories would be for nothing. I started dating with a purpose, looking for a partner, someone that I can walk through time with and be able to look back and just reminisce over the experiences that I had and build a positive future. I didn't want a relationship that would be marked with with an expiration date, Mm. to be honest. And when I met Lauren, I think after the first date, I knew I found the one. I missed her after we separated. I never felt that comfortable, that vulnerable, that protective after meeting someone for the first time. It felt like our souls knew each other before we even met. And I mean...
2: We hear that a lot.
1: <laughs> I, 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 would, I would lie to her. She's like, we would be on the phone and she'd like, are you tired? We gotta go to work in the morning. I'm like, no, I'm not tired. I gotta get to four in the morning, but I'm... It was like 11 o'clock, and I'm telling her, I'm not tired. <laughs> the first person I would think of in the morning, I would call her to see if she was getting ready for work. I call her, and I'm at work. I mean, I found any reason to be around her. Mm-hmm.
0: And I enjoyed yeah. being around her too.
3: How long did you guys date before getting engaged?
1: Four uh, years. Four years.
3: Yeah. Four years, okay. Yeah. Right.
2: And how did you guys decide that?
1: Um. Well, I, at the time when I met her, I think a year after, a year into our relationship, I think I started saving, yeah, not think, but I started saving up for um, an engagement rate.
0: And what was so interesting is before meeting Ali, to be completely transparent, I have never wanted, I did not want to get married or have children. Um, I didn't have any, although my parents are married, um, it wasn't such a positive or appealing example of marriage um, that, or, and, and no friends or family members, even my best friend at the time was married and it wasn't such an appealing marriage. Um, and I, and I was always like surrounded by people that wanted the wedding, but didn't really want the marriage. Mm. And um, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, I don't want to do that ever. And I don't want to have children because I don't want to get married. And I don't want to have children. I don't want to get married because I don't want to have children. So that was my theme. When I met Ali, after, I would say like towards a year into our relationship, I really wanted to get married. And I wanted to be married to him. And, um, it felt like something I never felt before in a relationship. And, um, I was so like, I was so excited to get married. I was like, when are we going to get married? I don't want to be a girlfriend forever. And I had no idea because we never, uh, although I made it known like, yeah, I would love to marry you. And, um, we never like went ring shopping. I never picked out anything. So there were no signs of that this was happening that he, was put, he put down on the ring already even before I even made it known to him. Um, so he did everything really traditionally. He's like, who tells from what he grew up as um, traditionally speaking, like it's supposed to be a surprise. It's supposed to be something you were not so aware of. But I didn't really understand that. I was like, "Well, there's no signs that we're getting married. What is this happening?"
1: <laughs> but he was doing. So it. I um I I put money down on the ring. I was new in my career, and I wasn't making a lot of money. So in that period of time, you know, sometimes the bills would be a little too high, so I wasn't able to make a payment on the ring. And the jeweler that I had the ring laid away at sold it. Oh. Sold the <laughs> ring, so I, ha- so I was devastated, but I still had the, the, the money on their account, so I would pick out another ring, and then I'm still progressing in my career. The next ring, I'm, I went, it took me long too long to pay for it, They sold, I might've went through three rings. Okay.
0: Wow.
1: And one day a coworker on my job, he, he was getting engaged, and he showed me a picture of his ring, and he explained to me that he picked out a diamond, he designed the ring on his own. And he told me about it. So then after that, I would sneak out the house every Saturday and I would sit in the jewel- jewelry store and I would talk to the jeweler and he just he just educated me. I mean, for months. Every weekend, I would go in the jeweler and I, he would tell me about diamonds and bands and what they meant and the sim- symbolism behind it. And after a while, I finally was able to pick out one that I did like. And, and then I started custom designing it. So every weekend, I would leave her. Sometimes she thought I would just leaving her just to leave her, but I was actually <laughs> just sitting in there just studying. And finally, one day, I'm, I'm a constru- I was a construction worker by a trade, a union carpenter. So one day on the job, the job wrapped up and it was over. So I got my layoff check. It happened to be my birthday. Oh. So got my layoff check. So I took the check, because you get two checks because you get your week before your, your, your regular check. So I took my, both of my checks and I went to the drill and I paid off the ring. I, I returned home, had, and Lauren had prepared a lot of stuff for my birthday. She had a cake and everything, and she gave me my gift, and it was just so sweet, and I couldn't get away from her. I took a shower, and every time I turned around, she was right next to me, so I couldn't stash her ring. <laughs> so from A to B, I couldn't get away from my wife, but Lauren <laughs> at the time, and so I had my, my pajamas. I had the, the uh, ring in my pocket because I could not shake her. (laughs) So I got in bed with the ring in my pocket and I'm just laying, I'm like, when she goes to sleep, I'm gonna hide it. But she was so sweet that whole night. She texted my mom on Facebook and thanked her for having me and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was just, she just was so beautiful that day. And it was just on my mind when I was laying in bed and the ring was in my pocket and I'm rolling, turning on it. And I just got out of bed because I hadn't planned how I was gonna propose to her yet but I just knew I had the ring. And I just got out of bed and got on one knee And she was still in bed, and I asked her, would she be my wife on my birthday?
0: Yeah, and it was beautiful the way he did it, because he said, you know, you always make my birthday so special, and the best birthday gift that you could ever give me is knowing that you'll be in my life forever. Will you marry me? And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I'm so surprised at this. I'm in bed, laying down, and and he just proposed that, I don't know, the first thing I said was, no, 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 like, I couldn't believe it was happening, no, and he's like, he didn't even open the box yet, so he's like, wait, you know, and then I was like, no, yes, <laughs> And then you know, uh, it was just such a beautiful experience, because it was just us two, uh, it was very intimate, and it was so special, it was his birthday, um, and uh, yeah, that's our engagement story. <laughs> she made
1: my birthday my favorite day.
3: <laughs> Very cool. That is really awesome. You mm-hmm. know, uh, You know, time and time again, when we hear a couple stories about their engagement, uh, we don't hear like the big fireworks going off or like, you know, proposing. Big
2: presentation.
3: Yeah, proposing yeah. In, a, in a stadium or anything like that. We actually hear stories like this where it is you know spontaneous or it's just that right mood and that right time and you know you're not trying to make a big fanfare out of it but it just it's that expression of that connection you know and so that's really awesome to hear your story about the engagement
2: so were you guys into laughing yoga when you met or is this something that evolved as you guys evolved
0: Oh, that's another interesting story because, um, so let's just rewind a bit. Um, we're newly wet now, um and we are I was laid off for two whole years from my job due to uh, the workplace. Uh, it was something to do with it the was work- a budget. Cut. yeah, budget cuts. That's the word. I always want to say economic something, but yeah, budget cuts <laughs> due to the workplace. And um, I was laid off due to that. And um, I worked for the state. So this was for like two whole years. Um, And I was very stressed about that. And I was very worried about how am I going to get back into the state position, um, into this job. And I finally got a call back um, after two years of being laid off. And I got a call back into a stressful work environment which added more stress, Um, and I was very uh, not good at handling stress. I would absorb all the stress, every bit of worry, stress, anxiety, I absorbed it all. I had poor stress management. I had uh, poor coping skills when it came to stress, and as a result of me absorbing all of that, I unfortunately ended up suffering with some health issues, health conditions due to that stress. Every time I would go to the doctor and I'll say, why is this happening? They're like, it's due to stress. Are you stressed out? I'm like, yes, really? But in, uh, I felt like I didn't want to live like that anymore. And I'm like, I need an answer. And I want to do something more than just exercise. I want to do something that is sustainable and fun, but easy to do. But I didn't know what to do. Um, so I Googled uh unique interesting ways to relieve stress those exact words laughter well, yoga comes up i'm like is this a real thing I thought it was like spammy or scam and the more research I did I found out it was a real thing. And that it was founded in 1995 by a medical doctor in India, who found the health benefits of laughter. His wife was a yoga teacher. Um, So they combined the two, laughter yoga, with the deep yogic breathing and the laughter exercises. So I'm like, wow, this is a real thing. So I was so excited to know that it was a real thing. And then the next Google search was, laughter yoga sessions near me. Found two of them registered for both of them because they were at two different locations a week apart from each other Th- these were both on the weekend so excited about this that um when the first session that saturday came i called up two of my female cousins and i'm like yeah can you join me in this laughter yoga session it looks like a great way to relieve stress they both were so excited to join it and try something new so they came along with me to that session it was outdoors and it was uh It was fun. It was interesting, but it wasn't really transformational for me. Um, I wasn't sure why at the time, but we'll get into that later on. But I wasn't sure why at the time, why I didn't feel transformed. But I just thought it was fun and interesting and wasn't sure so sure if I'll do it again or if I would even go to the next class the following weekend. The following weekend came. And I was debating back and forth with myself, like, oh, I shouldn't go. It wasn't really good. I also shared with Alik that I went and it was fun, but hmm, I don't know. It was just okay. Um, But I was like, I want to go to this other session. I listened to my intuition and I went with it. I was like, I'm just going to try it. Because maybe because this is at a different location with a different instructor, I may have a different experience. I'm so glad that I listened to that intuition because um, when I called my cousins to invite them to join me again, they both declined, and that's mm-hmm. when I turned to Aliq.
1: Uh, <laughs> and I was so like, "Please don't ask me." And I was praying that her cousins would say <laughs> yes, just like will you say yes. And no one, no one took it, took, it, <laughs> took on the. Uh,
0: invitation <laughs> invitation
1: to join lauren so i said yes i'll go we were newlyweds and i'm always supportive of lauren um but at the time i had recently had gotten injured on the job and subsequently laid off due to an on-the-job injury so i was pretty down in the dumps down on myself and i wasn't feeling really too good of good because i didn't feel like i believe I, I deserved to feel good because now i'm not working i'm not a provider because i'm injured and i was worried about my possibility of not being able to return back to work and losing my career. But I went anyway. And when I got there, there was so much information posted about laughter yoga, but I'd never taken a yoga class before. And the information was just, it was just so vast and unbelievable that I I was skeptical, especially since Lauren had told me the first session didn't turn out too good. So I was not suspicious, but I was doubtful.
0: Bias. Yeah, I had
1: a huge bias. The session started and the instructor came in there and gave us a little bit of information. She told us to um, rate how we're feeling on a scale of one to 10, one being you're feeling bad, 10, you're feeling great. I was at a two, if I could be honest, I was at a two. I wasn't feeling really great. And the session started and I'm thinking to myself, this is weird. This is weird. It's feeling strange. I'm around a whole bunch of people and they're staring me in the face and I had to laugh for no reason. And...
3: You're being catfished I, again, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I can't do this. And I'm, I started laughing. I have a sense of humor, but I'm serious. So I sarcastically laughed through the half of the session. I sarcastically laughed. I made fun of everyone's, I, I, I mimicked them and I mocked them to myself. But I was laughing while going through the session. And half, through I said I thought to myself that one to ten thing is, is, is baloney it's is, it, is not real I checked back in with my number just to just to be sarcastic and when I checked back my mind and my body connected and I wasn't at that at two anymore I was at an eight I went from a two to an eight from fake laughing she said you can fake laugh and you feel good but I didn't believe it I didn't believe it Nothing outside externally changed. Nothing in my life had changed because I was just in the same session that I felt like I didn't deserve to laugh. The same place where I was doubtful of my career and everything. And I had transformed within 15 to 20 minutes. Like nothing outside of my life had changed but I was impacted so severely that the next part of the session, I stopped mocking. I actually literally started participating full heartedly. And by the end of the session, I just felt so good that I just wanted to keep this feeling in me forever. When I got home, we took a sh- I took a shower, we ate dinner, and I got in bed and I just laid on my back and I looked at the ceiling, And I just remembered everything I experienced that day. And I remember the um, instructor saying that you should try to practice laughing in your life for the next 40 days. And she said about smiling, that if you hold a smile, you trick your body into feeling good. So I laid in bed on my back with a smile on my face the whole night. Cause I didn't want to let this feeling go. And I woke up the next morning, I'm an early riser and I tapped Lauren and I said, hey, you want to go for a jog and, um, and we could laugh <laughs> because I wanted to incorporate that laughter into my life, but she's not a morning person and it was a cold Jersey day. So she declined and I went on my jog by myself and I'm, I'm jogging I'm on the side of the road. It's the morning commute time and I'm laughing and people are passing me by and they're staring at me, giving me such strange looks flashing their headlights at me. And I didn't let it get me down because I felt good from what laughter did for me. But when I got home, I told him my, my experience. And I said, could you come out with me tomorrow for a job? Because I'm getting so many strange looks and maybe if you come, come with me and we do this together, mm-hmm. it'll be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, so
0: when he invited me on that job in the morning, um, the next morning,
3: I was like, okay, let's make a deal.
0: I won't jog with you, but I'll take a morning stroll with you. We can walk (laughs) and laugh. Um, And yeah, as we said, the reason why we were doing this is because the instructor um, encouraged us to include laughter in your daily life without relying on a condition. So we're laughing in our daily routine. So we, the the next morning came and we were taking this morning stroll, just laughing and laughing and walking and laughing, and no conversation. And honestly, I can say that this was the most memorable walk that we do a lot of walking together. We love our walks, but this was the most memorable walk in our entire relationship because we had so many aha moments and it felt so good. We were just laughing. We didn't talk. But what we experienced was people were reacting to us the same way they reacted to Alik the morning before. They were looking at us like we were strange. People were crossing the street. They were walking towards us and they saw us laughing. They crossed the street. People were looking at us in their cars with strange looks like we had three heads. They were not having it. They were just not, enjoying seeing us laugh. And we thought that was so interesting. And we call this the one of the first aha moments in our laughter yoga journey. Actually, the walk became so enjoyable that we actually started- We started
1: holding hands and skipping down the street. (laughs) Yes,
0: that's how like we were just in a zone.
1: We just felt like kids.
0: Yeah, that playfulness, that inner child joy was just awakened within us and we were just skipping. you know, and it was even after the dirty looks, we were getting the strange looks. It just felt good. It felt like we were in, in our own blissful world. We
3: tuned the whole world out. Yeah. Would, and, you, say um, that, would you say that uh, before you guys took the class that you guys were pretty disconnected at that time? I mean, it sounds like it was a very difficult time for both of you going through your own separate, you know, challenges at that time.
0: Yes. yes. We were both disconnected because we were, we were letting the external environment affect how we felt about ourselves.
1: We and weren't present.
0: We weren't present. We
1: weren't present and we let all the things on the outside. We were still like our communication was still good but we were just it was a sadness. It was a not being able to laugh not able to enjoy life because the the things that we thought we should have weren't there, yeah. but we still were alive and everything else was the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just an underlying sadness. We weren't ar- arguing with each other or having any stress or tension in the relationship, but there was this underlying gloom. We were very mm-hmm. gloomy during that time in a really dark place and you know, just going through the motions and just very worried and, and uh, down and out about what was happening. Um, because here I am back working again, but it's a hostile work environment. He was very, um, I was very
1: concerned about it because of what she was telling me was occurring at her job. So yeah. on top of that, and then me subsequently being injured, then it was like, I can't even say, Hey, you can just take off. And I got you now because yeah. I'm not working.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't the, the people I were working with. It was the, uh, demographic that I work in. Um, I work with um, individuals with um, developmental disabilities, and it was a highly behavioral unit. I'm in the psychology field. So although I know how to manage these things, this, it it was a very challenging job because they were highly behavioral. So it was, he was afraid for my safety because, you know, um, you know, there were techniques that we would have to use that. uh, did not include any restraints or anything. So basically I would get hurt. Sometimes my supervisor uh, got a broken nose. Like wow. there was a lot of things that were going on that he was very worried about me. And it was just gloomy. So then after we uh, came back from the walk, uh, we had our earliest aha, aha moment in our life year you journey because we were like isn't it interesting he was like see I told you people are gonna look at us like we're strange I'm so happy that we got those looks together (laughs) now I don't feel like that but um I'm like that's so interesting I said I wonder if we were arguing with each other or we held stress or tension in our faces if they would look at us like we were strange and then he said I think not I think everyone would think that was normal they wouldn't They wouldn't look at us like we were strangers. It's so normal to see couples arguing or looking stressed or sad or mad in their faces. And then that's when we both said like, let's normalize laughter. It should be normal to laugh. Why is it strange to laugh? So what? You don't need a condition because laughter is a universal language. When we hear laughing, we know something good is happening. We know it feels good to laugh, but why is it as humans that we tend to wait on that moment to laugh we tend to hope that everything is perfect before we allow ourselves to feel good. So um, fast forward, uh, Ali was like, so on me about uh, signing up for another session. Yeah, every
1: day after that, I'm watching YouTube videos trying to um, maintain that same feeling, but it started to dissipate. So I started bugging her every day. When's the next session? I mean, every day being the skeptic to harassing or to take me to on, <laughs> on another laughter yoga adventure.
0: Yes. So the skeptic turns into a advocate. Yeah,
1: being <laughs> the biggest fan.
0: And I was still in the back of my mind wondering what was so different about this one? Because I knew it was more than Alik being there with me. What was so different about this laughter yoga session than the one that I went to with my cousins prior? So I was so happy to uh, receive that answer when we went to the next laughter yoga session because she was only holding it once a month on the weekends.
1: What a long month.
0: And um, we went to that session and we enjoyed a transformative experience again. It was very transformational and um, so fulfilling. We felt really good in it.
1: And it got easier for me to laugh the second time because I was already used to doing it the first time. Yeah,
0: me as well. And it was it was just so amazing. It felt so good. Um, so at the end of the session, she asked us, um, have you ever both been in laughter yoga before? And we told her, yeah, of course we went the first time the last month and I told her it was actually my third time. And, I, and she's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, but something is different about the way you, you hold this class. And I was like, it it, it wasn't as moving when I did it before. And she's like, really, who was the instructor? Would you mind sharing the instructor? And where did you do it? And I shared those details with her. And she's like, oh, I know who you're talking about. That woman isn't certified in laughter yoga. She learned off of YouTube. People think because laughter yoga, hey, it looks easy to do and fun and simple. I could just hold the laughter yoga session. And although people may be able to do that, I bear witness myself that it's a huge difference between a certified laughter yoga teacher and someone who isn't
3: because in that
0: class the way she facilitated it and everything about the session was so much more fulfilling. Um, I received so many benefits from it. And that's what led after she made that statement about it being a difference between a certified laughter yoga teacher and someone who is not. That's when Ali said. I
1: said, how can we get certified?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then we got certified together. We went through the courses together and um, we've been on this journey ever since. And it was, it's beautiful. It's still unfolding and it's so beautiful.
3: That is awesome. That is an awesome mm-hmm. story to kind of get where you guys are at. You know, to kind of go back, I, I wanted to kind of make mention about what you guys were talking about as far as people you know, giving you dirty looks or looking at you strangely because you're laughing. You know, there's a a young gentleman in our neighborhood who likes to run. And so he's training actually, you know, to become an athlete. And when he runs, he listens to music and he sings out loud, like at the top of his lungs, right? And on our, there's this Facebook group for the neighborhood and everything, you could see how there's many different reactions just to this gentleman singing out loud and you know all this energy that he's got and there's positive reactions people you Mm -hmm. know encouraging him and then there are people have negative reactions you know and and it's just it's really innocent right for someone to be singing out loud yeah it's like in the middle of the day it's not
2: like at a a bad time or something it's not (laughs) like
3: he's waking up you know kids and stuff like that but you know it is very interesting to see that people project onto other people, you know, what is going on within themselves. And Mm -hmm. so when they see, you know, the couple, like, like the two of you walking and laughing, you know, a lot of people, they don't like to see that because it reminds them of how uncomfortable and how sad and, you know, how negative their own life is. Right. And so that projection is, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, And what would be really great is if couples can actually see that there is a way out of the sadness. There's a way out of the turmoil, right? And there's also a way to connect with your partner. I was
2: wondering too, like, what if there were three people? What would be the number of people that, if enough people saw that they would go, I want that, as opposed to, I'm gonna reject that, that looks vulnerable and scary to you know if there were 10 people if there were 30 people would other people go huh i want some of that and you know there's studies like that right if someone turns around in an elevator if enough people turn around everyone turns around like, well, i guess that's what we're supposed to do so is there anything that you would guys would want to demonstrate to give people kind of a taste of what this looks like or what they could feel
0: sure and um we also wanted to mention um briefly thank you for sharing what you just shared um that about that that man and the running. And we think it's so interesting that um, that in laughter yoga, we, we're not just uh, laughing because something is funny. We're not relying on humor or jokes or comedy. We're not uh, waiting for life to be satisfactory to laugh. We're not relying on happiness to laugh.
1: Because these stimuli come far and few in between. If you relied on that, you may not get to laugh.
0: Yes. So the laughter that we share in laughter yoga, especially with this exercise that we're going to share in a moment, you're going to tap into unconditional laughter, which we all can do. Now, as children, we laughed. We all were children at one time. And children don't laugh because something is funny or life is perfect for them. They laugh because they're playing. Actually, children laugh. um,
1: Children laugh between 300 to 400 times per day on average, whereas adults about 10 to 20 times a day on average.
0: Yes. A
1: huge difference.
0: Yes. Because adults are very serious. There's things to do. Adulting. Yeah. There's responsibilities. There is. You have to be serious about life. And we're not saying you can't take life seriously, but what we're saying is that the laughter could even be fake.
1: But the benefits are real.
0: Yes, because the body and brain does not know the difference between real laughter and fake laughter. With this laughter and this laughter exercise we're going to share with you in a moment, we want you to know that even with fake laughter, you're going to activate the feel-good happy hormones of
1: dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins.
0: And interestingly enough, these are the same chemicals that are activated in our bodies when we fall in love. Mm -hmm. So when we share this with couples, it's such a beautiful way to express love with laughter. We all know how to do it. And if we wait on those times when things are great in our lives, in our relationship, those moments are not enough to reap the health benefits of laughter. We're so comfortable with stress We're so comfortable with tension, but the thing is the body never forgets. The body remembers every bit of stress, tension, trauma, everything that we go through on a day-to-day basis. And we don't take the time enough to allow ourselves to feel good with this beautiful tool that we have called laughter, especially because you can fake it. Your body and brain doesn't know the difference. Why don't we do this more? Because we wait. So we are just going to encourage you to empower yourself with laughter by allowing yourself to be present in the moment and awaken that superpower that we all have. And um, we're going to share a laughter exercise called...
1: Argument laughter, because couples have arguments. And this is a great uh, tool to diffuse the tension during an argument.
0: Yes, it's an emotional reset. And um, we're gonna explain what it is first, and then you're going to join us in argument laughter. So we're going to imagine we're having a really stressful time in our relationship. And uh, there's a lot of heavy stress going on and you want to spew those negative words at each other because you're drowning in your emotions, you're angry. But instead of spewing those negative words at each other that you may regret later on, we're going to have this argument with laughter. When we begin, feel free to join us with your laughter as loud as you want, as low as you want, or as fake as you want. All right? So try argument laughter with us. It looks like this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Try
1: it with us. Very good, very good.
0: we apologize to each other and we forgive. So we're going to do this laughter exercise called uh, apology and forgiveness laughter. We're going to place our hands on our heart and then we're going to pour out laughter. And it looks like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Try it with them. <laughs> you all did amazing we appreciate that and after that it's an emotional circuit breaker it's an emotional reset you're also helping yourself to regulate your emotions in that moment especially because you can fake laugh because when we're arguing we don't feel like laughing you can fake laugh those chemicals are going to be activated in your body And you're exercising the right side of the brain because it's not logical to laugh. In the left side of the brain, when you're arguing or if you're stressed, the brain is used to going into survival mode.
1: But when you allow
0: yourself to just laugh, you're able to communicate better.
1: And laughter triggers positive thoughts. And it takes five positive thoughts to counteract one negative thought or emotion. Yeah. So when you're experiencing
0: those positive thoughts or that positive experience of laughter, you're you're doing so much for yourself and your relationship, but most importantly yourself. And when you 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 uh taking the time to allow yourself to feel good more, people will feel good around you. Yes. You know, it, it feels good to feel good. It feels good um in a relationship when you're laughing more, you feel good and you know, is is a great way to connect. There are so many mental, emotional, and physical health benefits. This is perhaps the only exercise routine that hits on all three. And we really enjoyed the way you laugh. And we enjoy doing this with couples, especially because we're a couple. And it's always great to see the transformational experiences that couples experience when they participate in a laughter yoga session. Um,
3: We've seen so uh, many. It was really a great experience because actually what, Starts out as you trying to do it, it turns out to be something more natural, right? Because then you start laughing naturally. It's it's almost like you have to start the motor going, and then it go, goes by itself. Yes. Is
2: the pointing a part of it? Is that uh, specific?
0: Um. It's, however you argue, I know when okay. I arguing with Ali, we don't, as we said, we do the building sessions now. But when I used to argue, I used to point at him, I used to blame him. <laughs> <laughs> <Now it's-
2: laughs> so-, so you're sending him the laughter.
0: Yeah, whatever you do, when you're arguing, you do those same motions, that body movement, but you're laughing.
2: Okay, last question. Yeah. What is it that your partner does that you know, they love you?
0: Oh, one thing that I know he does, I know he loves me. He expresses so much appreciation for me. And um, he does that on a daily basis. It's a regular thing. It's not just on holidays or my birthdays or anniversary. It's always, it's always every day. He expresses so much appreciation for me. And um, that's how I know that
3: he loves me. And lake,
1: She shows me, she tells me. I know she loves me when we're asleep. If I roll over and she can't feel me, she's pulling me. <laughs>
0: yeah. And she's
1: and she just, she just connected. And When I get sick, the first thing I do, I hear the blender going, she's juicing me something, some ginger. I mean, she just takes care of me. She mm-hmm. takes care of me all the time. Mm-hmm.
3: That is so wonderful. Guys, you know, if any couples out there wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that?
0: Uh, thank you. Um, on our website at laughinglovebugs.com. Um, and we hold, hold sessions for couples, groups, corporate, uh, children. And uh, we really enjoy holding sessions with couples. And um, each of our sessions are uh, formatted or structured according to whatever demographic we're serving or whatever group that we're serving. Um, and if you have any pending issues, say if it's a couple session, if you have any pending issues that is going on in your relationship, we like to cater to that. We like to work on that during our Lacky Yoga session. And it, it, we leave people with tools that they can use throughout their personal or professional lives in a, in a session too.
2: And is this something that
3: you guys do in person or virtually?
0: Both. Both. We now do uh, sessions both.
3: Mm-hmm. Great. That's wonderful. LaughingLovebugs.com, Correct? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. We, will, we will make sure to put that in the show notes and everything. So if anyone out there wants to get a hold of you guys, that they can look you up there.
2: Oh, thank, thank you. you. This that is a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> yes. What? Lauren and Lee want to thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you also for all of our listeners for joining us on Couples Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners.
2: You know, sharing stories is a way that human beings have been bonding and healing and growing since the beginning of time. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners.
3: For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couples Synergy and our programs such as the Home Study Course, Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time,